Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today is one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard, and one of my favorites. It has to do with Pesach, which we just learned in the parsha recently about the Jews going out of Mitzrayim, and it's about the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov was traveling with his daughter, Udo. Uh, I think that today we might pronounce it Adele here in America. Um, but they were traveling in Turkey uh, near Istanbul. And they had run out of money. I believe it was one of the times that the Baal Shem Tov tried to get to Eretz Yisrael. There was a se- uh, several times that Baal Shem Tov tried to get to Eretz Yisrael because in Eretz Yisrael there lived someone named the Or HaChayim. And the tradition has it that if the Baal Shem Tov would have met the Or HaChayim together, they would have brought the Geula. They were both great tzaddikim. Or HaChayim was in the West, in Eretz Yisrael, and the Baal Shem Tov was in Europe, and together they would have brought the, Baal Shem, the, the, the Geula if they could have met. But unfortunately, Baal Shem Tov never managed successfully to meet the Or HaChayim. In any case, there they were, penniless, a few hours before Shabbos. Now, they had a place to stay. They were staying in a little apartment that a non-Jew let them use. But they had no food, and they had no money to buy food. And here was a few hours before Pesach. In fact, it was a few minutes before Pesach. All of a sudden, a knock comes on the door. The man is standing at the door, and he's a Jewish traveler. He's a Jewish businessman who's traveling. And he says, do you have a place that I can stay for Pesach? Baal Shem Tov says, of course, you're welcome to stay here with us. But we have nothing, literally, we have nothing for Pesach. Ah, the man says, I have everything for Pesach. And he begins to unload from his wagon boxes and boxes with everything that you could imagine that you would need for a Pesach Seder, a beautiful Pesach Seder. He had everything. He brought it all in. It was a few minutes before Lichsen, and they lit candles, and they were ready for Pesach. Set up the tables, and they had a beautiful Seder. As a matter of fact, it was an incredibly wonderful Seder. And after the Seder, the Baal Shem Tov said to his guest, you saved my life. He said, I was so upset. I was so, um, so, uh, uh, bothered by the fact that we couldn't celebrate Pesach properly. Uh, there's no words. And you changed all that by bringing all of these things to eat and the, the, the simonim for the Seder and food and, and, and tablecloths and everything, candles, beautiful, everything, everything a person would want for a Seder. And you, you, you saved me. Therefore, I want to do a favor for you. Anything that you want, ask for it, 
and I will make sure that you get it. Now, during the Suda, um, mostly the Baal acted like anybody else, but occasionally the man, the guest, would realize that this was a very special person that he was sharing the Seder with. Began to get the idea from one thing or another that the Baal said or something that he saw that this was no ordinary person. And so he felt that he could ask his deepest heart's desire he said to the Baal Shem Tov, my wife and I are happy. We love each other. We have a beautiful marriage. I, Baruch Hashem, earn plenty of money in my business. We have everything that we need. However, there's one thing that breaks our heart. We have never had a child. If only the Rebbe could give a bracha a promise that we should have a baby boy, this would this would be the best. This would be the happiest. And maybe he just said a baby. The Baal Shem Tov said to him, I swear to you that at this time next year you will be holding in your arms your baby boy. And so, the man stayed for the first two days of Pesach. After that, he left, and things went on. However, in Shemayim, as soon as the Baal Shem Tov said those words, there was a huge tumult. There was a huge uproar in Shemayim, in heaven, because the heavenly court had decided that this man and his wife would not have children. For whatever reason, they would not have children. And now the Baal Shem Tov had not just blessed them to have children, he had sworn that they would have a child. And Tzadik Geyser, when a Tzadik decrees something, Hashem will fulfill it as our sages tell us. And therefore, the the court, the heavenly court, didn't know what to do. On the one hand, they had already decided for sure this couple is not going to have children. But the Baal Shem Tov had sworn. So what did they do? They had to uh, accede, that to agree to the Baal Shem Tov's decree. However, they did something in response. That is, they removed from the Baal Shem Tov all reward for all of the mitzvahs that he had done, all the Torah that he had taught. He would receive zero reward in the world to come. Zero. That was the decision of the heavenly court. True, this man will be blessed with a child, but the Baal Shem Tov will lose all all reward for everything that that happened, that, that he did. Well, you and I most likely do not really know what's going on in heaven at any given moment. But for the Baal Shem Tov, uh, it was like a window. And he was able to tell quite well what was going on in heaven. 
And therefore, he knew right away that the heavenly court had decided that this man would have a child and also decided that he would have no reward whatsoever. As soon as the Baal Shem Tov realized that, in this part of the story we have from Udul, Udul says, her father became so joyous, so joyous, indescribably happy. And she asked him, what happened? And the Baal Shem Tov explained to her, I'm so happy because the 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 Beisdin Shomayla, the heavenly court, just decided that I should have no reward whatsoever for any of the mitzvahs or that I've done, any of the Torah I've learned or taught, zero reward. That makes me so happy, he says. Because all of this time that I've been doing my work, helping people, a little bit I've been worried, it's been bothering me, that maybe, maybe, maybe I'm doing this work for reward. Not just L'shem Shemayim for the sake of heaven, but maybe I'm doing it for reward. And it's bothered me all these years. But now that I know I'm not getting any reward for it, ah, I am so happy. I'm not doing any of this work for reward. I'm just doing it for Hashem. Because I'm not going to get any reward, so I know I'm not doing it for reward. The possibility that I was doing it for reward was just removed. And therefore I know I'm doing it only for Hashem, because I'm not going to get any reward. And therefore I'm very, very happy. And that's the story. Of course, we know that the blessing came true. It was not just a blessing, it was a shvua, it was an oath. It did come true. And the next year... Sure enough, um, the man's wife gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. And the Baal Shem Tov did not get any reward for any of the Torah and mitzvahs that he learned and that he taught. And this story teaches us something very important. We are not tzaddikim. I don't think any of the people in the audience are tzaddikim that I'm aware of. But we are people trying to be a Bainani, trying to be an intermediate person who is control, in control of our animal soul and our evil inclination and doesn't let it take over. But we are not Tzaddikim and therefore we are not really able to do mitzvahs totally for the sake of heaven. But nevertheless, we should try. The story teaches us that we should try as much as possible to do things for Hashem, not for the reward, but because that's the right thing to do. Now, of course, the Rambam says that we have to start out giving children nuts and candy and toys and money and so forth, and later they'll they'll learn to do Torah mitzvahs for Hashem. And we are probably in between. We need some reward. But... It's good to know that the goal is to do things just for Hashem. That's the goal. And what does it have to do with the coming of Mashiach? That when Mashiach comes and the redemption comes, we will understand the true value of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. 
and therefore we will be able to do it totally for Hashem. May this time come very, very quickly. And I want to wish everybody much success in learning more Torah, doing more mitzvos, and trying to do them for Hashem. And in this way, certainly we will speed up the coming of Mashiach. May he come immediately. Thank you for joining us for Jewish Stories and more.